This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Michelle, we're back live. It's been two weeks and it kind of feels both like a really long time, but also... I don't know, it feels really fast as well. Like I feel like, oh, I'm just ready to get in and, and have a yeah. good chat with you. So how are you feeling? I'm much better. I definitely have missed this. So I can't wait for a new conversation today. And we've got a really juicy conversation today because we had an episode back at episode 25, which was about customizing your art process. And that's where we started to really talk about this framework that we have within Origin Art, which is the membership that we have, to really help artists transform their creative practice, to to take it to a level that is sustainable and enjoyable and enriching in terms of a, a professional practice and also one that produces the kind of art that they really love, they're really proud of, and also can be really successful in the marketplace that's unique and distinctive and attracts the kind of pricing that it deserves. So we were talking about that and then we got a bunch of questions on our Instagram saying, this sounds great, but is, is this like part of the artistic process? Is, is it a process or is it something bigger than the process? Um, what do you mean by repeatable processes and the customization, we need more details, you know, 30 minutes wasn't enough. So we're really excited to dig into that today. And it's also really timely because as we've been kind of announcing for a little while, we are excited that this week we will be opening the doors for Origin Art for new members. And what we're going to be doing with this is we're just sending an invitation out to those people on the wait list. We're not going to be doing a huge launch. Um, listeners, you are not going to be seeing five Instagram posts every day for the next two weeks about this. So basically, if you're interested and you want to learn more, and I really encourage you, there's nothing to be lost by um, getting on the wait list. The link will be in the show notes. And you will get an invitation and so just so you can have the opportunity to see more about the framework and what's on offer. And then our doors are going to be open for just a few days. And we'll be looking forward to working with a, a wonderful new crop of artists, won't we, Michelle? Yeah, I'm really excited. This has been a long time coming. Um, and of course, being sick on my end hasn't helped. So I'm a little impatient to get the doors open, but I know we've done such a good job of getting some things in place that I know are going to definitely help all of us as artists. And I say myself included, um, because this is something that I use and, and do myself. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Today, I just, I can't wait to kind of explain maybe the framework a little bit better. I know sometimes mm -hmm. it might feel like we're talking in code. Um, and I'm hoping that today kind of demystifies that code a little bit more. So I think before we get into the, you know, what is this framework we're talking about, I really want to take a step back on why I really believe, and obviously, Beck, I can't wait to hear your point of view, but why I think a framework is so important as artists and professional artists at that. I mean, I think when we're students and hobbyists, 
it's different. It's a different approach to the way that we make art because we're in the, you know, learner mode. We're taking things in. As a hobbyist, we might kind of tackle a painting on a Sunday or something, you know, and try to finish that painting. When we become a professional, it's a whole different ballgame. I think it's a lot more complicated than we realize, as we've talked about in this podcast. So that's definitely one thing I feel like it does help kind of ground us in that shift, ground us in a routine that actually helps us make real progress. I think the other thing that comes up is that we tend to, as artists, make a lot of short-sighted decisions. What I mean by that is we aren't really thinking of where we're going. Like a big destination in mind. Yeah, because I don't think we're ever finished, but but there are steps we have to take. There is mm. a path and there is uh, checkpoints that we want to check off. And if we don't do that, we feel like we're not making progress. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that sometimes is why there are studios full of unfinished paintings. There might be a lot of different directions where you might stop and start this thing and that thing. And does that make sense? Yeah, we discover new practice for ourselves and we're like, oh, this is going to be the one. Now that I've got this, I'm just going to do this particular thing over and over again and um, there's not going to be any more problems. But um, I've found in the past that when that's happened, usually it's just a, a temporary thing because it's, mm -hmm. it's a small kind of solution and often it's not really addressing either the root of the of the challenge or the problem that I'm having or it's yep. not broad enough in its scope to be something that's sustainable over the long yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. Certainly when we talk about framework, you can call it a structure, you can call it, uh, you know, a practice. A strategy. A system, yeah. a strategy. And so we decided that the best thing that we could describe it as is a framework. It involves a lot of different aspects and everything, a lot of the things that we've talked about on the podcast over 30 episodes to date are parts of what we fit into this really broad structure, strategy system that I would refer to as, as the framework. It can sound overwhelming, but it's actually really powerful, I think, because as artists, I think it's very likely that we have particular natural strengths or areas for each of us. Often that's in one particular area, though. I think sometimes some people are great idea generators. Other people are great at finishing work. Some people are great at communicating with others. But very rarely, I think, do we just naturally, innately get that entire process. And even understanding that that's the entire process. So we have a bunch of blind spots. And when you start yes. thinking about an overall framework, to me, there's two levels. On one hand, it, it gives you, like you're saying, steps that you can use over and over again through every aspect of being an artist. But it's also kind of a mindset and a way of looking at what it means to be an artist and your creative process. It is a way of understanding how holistic it is and kind of systematizing all of these more ephemeral creative aspects. I, I was thinking about we have a lot of conflicting ideas and that's what you're when you speak into the mindset. I think that's mm -hmm. what you're speaking into where it we are talking about the holistic thing, the whole creative lifestyle that we have as 
professional artists. Mm -hmm. So there's conflicting ideas like I want to sell, but I hate selling. Those are, those are mindsets that we don't always realize that we have. And that we don't consider to be part of the holistic creative process. Yes. That's what I think maybe I was getting at as well. We can look at these things as isolated silos, like, oh, no, I've got my process down. I just have trouble with selling. Yes. That's, that's what we're getting at. That's, yes. That's yes. one of the big discoveries that you've taught me is that if you're saying I'm having trouble with selling, that is actually a symptom that can be addressed in this really holistic way. So you, yes. you, you can make changes and do things earlier in your creative process creating a framework will change what happens when you come to selling like just that's actually quite mind-blowing yeah and it, I think that it, like you said it's one of those challenges that we don't always see and I have we we all have them come up they don't go away we make a lot of assumptions about things you know mm -hmm. as human beings and mm -hmm. one of the assumptions is well when I figure that out I'll be good you know, and mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just this thing that always bubbles up the mindset part. But the other part that I think beyond our own blocks that we don't always see and how frameworks can actually help uncover that is there's the, the there. So let's say we're an, I'm going to use myself as an example. Say I'm an artist who's interested in having galleries and marketing partners. Those people also have specific things that they're looking for. They're interested in working with artists who have those common things so that they have things that they can sell. And so I think we also as artists don't always understand the market that we're getting into. Mm. Not that we should change ourselves to it but like who who are the best fits for who we are as artists and the kind of way that we want to work and all of that stuff that has to do with there you know when we want to arrive there where is there and what are these things that we can't see what what does the market actually look like i think there's a lot of blind spots in that that i've noticed um by helping a lot of artists and i really feel like it's one of those things that it it can be solved but a lot of times artists don't even know that that's something that might be a problem and do you believe do you see from what the way you work with people that there's a way to solve those kind of problems that's very integrated in a creative and authentic way to who you are as an artist. Yeah, it's it's much more integrated, but it goes all the way back to who are we, what are we all about, and what really makes sense for us. And that's the part that um, I think a framework can bridge that gap so exactly. that it isn't separate, it is integrated, and it's actually very thoughtful. So when you arrive there, there's no accident. It's all, yes. it's, it's somewhat strategic and planned. And it's also achievable because you're on the path to get there, you know, as yeah. opposed to feeling like you're spinning your wheels. I think that's a really important point I want to repeat because that's something for sure I'm not sure we've articulated clearly before. To think about a framework, one of the things that having an overarching framework does is it instead of having these disconnected stages in your professional creative life, so disconnected stages between ideas, between making work, between finishing work, between presenting work, um, connecting with collectors, how you share your work with the world, how you take it to wherever you want to take your art to, galleries, 
you know, competitions, art prizes, wherever, or instead of treating all of those things as separate silos of activity, a framework is a way to build a bridge, you just said, to build a bridge and have those all connected in a really integrated and kind of elegant way because I think that the reason we don't do that ourselves um, when we're by ourselves trying to work everything out is I think it feels like too much. Like we just can't wrap our head around how can I possibly integrate that. So in order to make things manageable, we tend to create these sides and go, okay, now I'm just going to focus on this thing in the studio. Now I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing on Instagram. And the idea um, certainly, if you'd said that to me, that all of these things are connected, it's like, oh, I can't do all the things at once. It feels but that's too big. Be- yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of the framework. It's not asking you to do everything at once. It's giving you this elegant way that really optimizes your time yes. and your efforts and your energy so that the decisions that you make, whatever you're doing, you already have this framework because I think that's the other thing about having a a kind of overarching framework is it can be, we've heard about decision fatigue. It can be very exhausting to be trying to solve problems all day long, to be making fresh decisions, to be treating each new day as, oh, now I've got to think about how do I market for this particular work or how do I want to approach this particular collection and sort of having each one as a brand new problem. Whereas when you have developed a framework for yourself, part of that, and as I've said, it's what we're talking about when we're talking about framework, there's a lot of aspects to it. It's not just a simple like five-point list on one page, but part of having this overarching structure that you've created for yourself, a very organic and forgiving structure, I might say, not a very <laughs> stringent yes. one, but it's it's supporting you. It's both overarching and it's also underpinning. It's like a foundation that helps that decision-making just go more smoothly so you've got more energy to take the actions that you want to and need to. Yeah. And I think that goes into the point of view that I really feel it does as well as it's, it's, you're not going to avoid failure. You're not Mm going to avoid uncertainty. Those are just, that's real life. That's being an artist. That's being an entrepreneur. But I think, um, what it does is it helps you pick yourself back up Mm -hmm. and it helps you get clear when things do feel uncertain. And I always call it like shaking the tree allows you to, really test yourself on like how committed or how interested are you in these ideas that you're pursuing. And it does, I think it does challenge us as artists as well in the sense that if we're feeling like our work is mediocre, it can really up-level us in a way that we're looking for so we can improve through the process. We can gain knowledge as in like new skills, new tools, whether that be creative skills or, um, you know, business marketing skills or product creation skills, whatever those are. It, it really is a evolution for us as artists. I always get asked, um, how does my work evolve so much? 
I even mm-hmm. get this by the people who are selling my work. You know, they're like, Oh, wow, I really like this latest stuff. How are you? How are you evolving that? And it is literally because I use my own framework. I go in there and I'm constantly applying this process. So I think that it supports you when you're not necessarily weak, but you want to get a strength as well as you really uncover your own strengths. I think you mentioned that as well. Um, I really love the fact that you can start to really recognize your own strengths and your own little sweet spots. One of the things that comes up right now, Beck, that I was thinking about is you've gone through this framework and there's kind of a fundamental starting point. And then when someone gets more advanced, one of the challenges to kind of create your own little pocket, your own little container to look at things from your vantage point. And you recently did that and had some massive breakthroughs that are unique to who you are because you were able to kind of look at that in a way that was different. And so sometimes when we say customizable, what we're really speaking into with that is that our responses as individuals is different. So even though the framework, the thread might have some common questions, but we're all going to have different things that we are interested in, what our struggles are. And so the the response to that is what's customizing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And it's absolutely, I think, a a distinguishing feature of of what we're talking about here as a framework versus a specific process. Um, And it's the thing that I was looking for um, and that I found with this that's given me so much satisfaction because to answer one of the questions about is this like a process, well, you know, what are we talking about here? I think the reason why it can be difficult and I found it difficult to understand before I'd been through the framework, the the coursework, before I'd had the experience of it and then done the work myself to have my response to it, as you just said, is that when we talk about process and when we sign up for a lot of art courses, because I think this is a useful way to describe it that I think a lot of people can relate to and and understand what we mean. Say you sign up for a course and you're taken through a particular process, depending on the medium, you know, it's usually tied basically to what you do in the studio, to what you do with the physical materials. And what that process might look like is, okay, what we do is we're working with acrylic paints and our process is first we work with our dark tones and we do, um, we work with a color value to make sure that we've got a range of dark and to lights and we've chosen our color palette. And what I'm going to ask you to do is to put your darks down first and then your mids and your lights and I'm going to tell you to look at this compositional issue and that compositional issue like this is a very specific step-by-step process yeah when I hear you describe that I'm like oh my gosh that is so not what I'm what I teach at all so different that's why I think it's really great to break it down like that because I think you know 90 9% of people are going to be thinking if you're talking about an art process and you're talking about a step-by-step process, you're saying you do this and then you you use this kind of colour and and that's how you, you know, create a finished work. And there's a lot of steps there and if you follow the steps, you get to the the finish line and you tick off that that finished work. And certainly when I met you, Michelle, I probably thought that that's what I was looking for. You know, I said to you that I was feeling lost in the studio. I was pushing paint around. And what I thought I needed 
was to articulate, to work out what my step-by-step process in this studio would be to create finished artwork that I would be happy with, which even now saying that, how on earth did I think that someone else telling me, first you put this dark colour on and then you put that on, (laughs) how could that possibly create a piece of art that I would be satisfied with? Or uniquely you as well. I think that's the part that just... And this is really, let's just get into the juicy framework now, because I think we're talking about it in the, in a way that might make sense. So me teaching Beck to paint like me never has made sense to me. It it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel authentic to who I am. It does not feel authentic to who she is. And so in the framework, what we're really looking at in that main one piece, the first piece is who the heck is Beck? And I mean, to use you as an example. So yeah. it's really around the authentic core, what, what you're all about and really taking time to have that discovery process mm-hmm. to understand ourselves more than we think we do. Like we really, it's funny because people can see it for us, but we don't always see it for ourselves. And that's what I love about this framework. It really helps you have a mirror and I have the mirrors for myself as well. So I'm including myself when I say that, but the authentic core, I call it really is that main piece that has to do with who are you? What are you all about? What are you interested in? What are your strengths? What do you love to do? And uncovering that. And there are tools in our framework that really walk through that. I think the other thing it does is it really starts shining lights on blocks, fears, repeating patterns that hold us back from making progress, which I feel are all woven in, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not like we can separate those, it's all masked and part of the whole process of who we are and how we show up and the decisions that we make. The thing that I think is really important is it also stepping into this authentic core, it helps you create a roadmap that you actually care about, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that we don't do that enough. We kind of, we just make art and we push, but we don't actually have a roadmap that we care about to actually wade through all these things. I mean, who, who wants to wade through fears and blocks? Like I'm going to wake up and go, I'm going to wade through those today. That sounds fun. Let's talk about our problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, yeah. nobody, I mean, no one I know does that. So you have yeah. to find a roadmap that you're invested enough to care about so that Vested, you can face yeah. those fears. You can face those blocks and let those really come up for what they are and challenge those as a way of seeing and believing to figure out if that really aligns with who you want to be. Does that make sense? Totally. And what I think, um, again, I'm just going to keep banging away at this because I am, as I've said to Michelle, a complete convert. What makes this different is it's holistic and it's iterative. So, And what I mean by that is what you've just talked about with the authentic core part of the framework is that it's not just about doing a few journaling exercises once and going, okay, now I understand what I like and, you know, what my blocks are and now I can get on and do the the process steps. What the strength and the beauty and what's so amazing about this framework is that you do that again and again. 
And I know that <laughs> we just said it, maybe we're afraid to get into that hard work, but that the point is that it doesn't feel like hard work. It becomes a very natural repeating process because what you discover each time is deeper and more meaningful and more rich and rewarding because let's not forget that's why that's why I'm into this now because I've seen that every time you go and do that process it's more rich and rewarding and we start at a surface level we all do. We all do. I, I did and I've seen other um, artists who've been through this framework with us now do that and they can kind of tick the list and go, oh, yeah, I, I've, done, I've done something like that before. I know how to do that. And you're like, let's actually go through this framework. Let's dig in. Let's have a deeper conversation like we do on the podcast. Let's ask the second why and the third why and the fourth why. Let's really uncover stuff that you wouldn't have ever considered to connect yeah. with your artistic practice. Yeah. And then let's watch it go through because that's just that's just stage one. And then let's watch yeah. it go through this framework and it's just so rewarding. I love hearing you say that. It's so rewarding for me to hear that because we, um, we've definitely worked hard on this. Like I, and what I'm really invested in is to improve it for people so they can understand mm -hmm. themselves, myself. Like we can just improve it and keep adding to it. So the second part of this framework is really the inspiration to creation process. In terms of a classic, what people refer to as the creative process, it kind of lives in that stage, which is ideation, inspiration, and actually making work. What I teach in the inspiration to creation process that's a little bit different, and mm. um, I would imagine a lot of artists think this way, but one of the core principles of the inspiration to creation process in this framework is around the idea generation um, part where you're really looking for multiple solutions to problems and looking at it from a different lens. And what that does is it gives you a fresh perspective of seeing that is why your work will evolve because you're always seeing a fresh perspective. And it also is a bit more of a discovery process rather than a how to paint number by number. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely, I really yeah. encourage much more of a discovery process through that because ultimately what we have to do as artists is we have to teach ourselves how to be in the discovery curiosity stage all the time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and learning how to do that for ourselves is literally the best gift ever. It's like the gift that keeps giving. And so when we say creative process, that's what we're really speaking to. So you're not going to necessarily find me saying you only have to do it this one way because I don't actually believe that. I believe there's a million ways to do it. And we want to know what's the way that really resonates with you. What mm -hmm. are the, you know, extra levels of that? So that's really what I wanted to address with the inspiration to creation process. There are inputs, meaning inspiration what's that deepest source of inspiration and then there's outputs so when we say creative process i think we are speaking to an input and output process mm. is that a good way to explain that back it's like you're creating your own custom laboratory like if you could have all the the pieces you know all the i don't know bunsen burners and test tubes and chemicals and things um and materials 
that would most excite you and then you got to play with how they fit together, that's what you're creating here. And again, to me, I think it's just so much bigger than what most people think of when they think of exploring a a creative process. And when you talked before about how you've evolved as an artist, Michelle, and how when you look at your body of work over time, how have you created things that are so externally perhaps looking at them can seem like such big leaps but actually have this thread through? Well, Mm -hmm. that is this kind of framework. And the reason why that is so enriching, as you said, is because it's not about make a color chart, choose a palette, do do it in this order, do it in this layers, look for this, look for that, which I know that kind of <laughs> threw you off a little bit earlier when I started to describe that because you're like, how could anyone work like that? Believe me, <laughs> there are a lot of people out there struggling with that who, I mean, I'm sure it works for some people, but there are people who are struggling with having been taught that kind of process who are feeling like I was feeling purposeless, a bit like, is this all there is? Like I'm feeling a bit empty about this. It doesn't excite me. And the reason is when you can step up into this kind of broader framework, what you have the ability to do then is not just follow those steps through to create one collection and then go, okay, where do I go from here? What you're actually doing is is building the muscle and the skills and the tools that enable you to, and even I'm struggling to put this into words, but enable you to generate fresh processes each time that that really fire you up. So that, that process that I've just described that is step one, step two, step three, by having this overarching framework that you're teaching, Michelle, you actually get to reinvent that. Yes. Which is what you've done. That's how you create those different bodies of work because you each time have evolved yourself. You've actually developed new processes in the studio and that's something that's happened naturally. Like, Mm -hmm. And when I say naturally, I mean it's not like a great angst-ridden like, oh, now I've got to go out and find a new process that someone else can teach me. As in it's it's an organic evolution that happens yep. with you in the studio that you have new processes emerging that you then explore and then in a natural way, you know, it's growth, it's natural growth and another new process emerges because this framework is so um, holistic and it's supportive and it allows that iteration that continual growth yes and that's why when I go on holiday or get sick for two weeks Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel lost when I get back into the studio I definitely have that sense of okay this is where I'm at because the reality is sometimes we don't always get you know constant studio space but if we have a process that kind of leaves us clues where we can go forward Mm. instead of circular then we feel like we're making steps forward and so Sometimes you might have heard me say, I can envision two years out because my process is giving me clues already about what I could do in the future. So here's the other part I think that really happens is there's, it's not that I'm confident in me being like super cocky, I'm a great artist, but I have confidence in my process to give me what I need 
Mm -hmm. um, along mm -hmm. the way to develop my skills in the way that I want, in the way that my marketing partners might expect. And so it's all synergistic together. I have so much confidence in the process that I don't have that worry anymore about what am I going to do, what's going to be next, all of that stuff. Does that make sense? It, re it really does. I think that the idea of having a step-by-step -step process where the process is basically a series of answers. So the answer is you get this color, you do this, you get this material, you choose a size, you do, you know, like that kind of answers, answers, answers. And I think why that can be ultimately unsatisfying is it's so defined that I know in my heart that, that nothing that where the answers are already there can be satisfying long-term or can always be the answer forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know that at some point that the answer isn't going to be do this tone, do this value. When you're relying on very specific answers as that is my so-called process, yep. that doesn't hold up in the face of uncertainty. That doesn't hold up in the face of change. And what we know is uncertainty and change is unavoidable. What we're talking about with a framework is having, and again, the language here could be, you could call it any number of things. It's, it's about having tools or processes which you can reuse and rework through which you can feel confident will give you the answers you need in that moment so the yeah. outcomes are constantly changing and what you have is not just a set of answers that might not work next week might not work next month what you have is an answer generating capability so that's why you can be confident because you know that you have the systems and capabilities within yourself to keep generating the answers that you need as you need them kind of like that the, yeah, give a yeah. man a fish teach him to fish kind of deal that's like it. give that's him a it. fish he eats for a day teach him to fish and you know he can eat for a lifetime that's what you're doing and I think that's yes. why I've heard you speak so passionately about it because you really love to see artists be empowered to fish for themselves yes. and you don't like it when Which, you see people like just handing out one fish at a time to an artist and you're going no I want to teach you how you can be your own teacher forever yes <laughs> yes so profit systems is a third pillar that we focus on in this framework and as we've mentioned it's holistic it's not separate. One of the reasons why I'm really passionate at tying it all together is I think there's so much afterthought in terms of selling and there's this huge disconnect between what we really want to sell and what the market match will be, whether that be selling direct or whether that's your galleries or whoever is your marketing partner. And I really also think there's a bit of missing pieces to this part about testing and validating offers before we go out and make all this work and have, you know, huge amounts of work in our studio that isn't even sellable. So I think that I'm really hoping that through focusing on profit systems as a more integrated way, I can help people specifically because this is one of my, I think, strengths is really understanding how the market match fits what we want to do as creatives. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, why I have so much confidence in the direction that I'm going, because I already 
I have it mapped out as far as where I want to go and, and I'm really clear on where the right fit person for my art is. And I really want to teach people how they can do that as well. So that's really integrated. And I think that because the market is so saturated, like the good news is we can all be artists. The bad news is we can all be artists. And we have a lot of competition. And I think that many artists, you know, including myself, when I got started, like, we just don't realize how crowded it is and what that means to the consumer who's buying it, Mm -hmm. and how we can stand out. So what we really focus on, too, is using our strengths, not going and doing something separate from ourselves, but really using our own strengths as a way of differentiation and including that into the whole thinking. So it's all tied together. It's all holistic. Yeah, I think that's great. And I'm really excited even now to learn even more from you, new ways that I can think of integrating so that the results that come later in that marketing and selling and connection, that the results come later, but I'm actually laying the groundwork for that success earlier, which means that it doesn't become a big effort at the end, which is yeah. ultimately not as rewarding because you then get frustrated. You're like, why isn't this working? I've put all this effort into making a collection, into making um, all these paintings, and now I feel like I'm just, you know, pushing the proverbial boulder up the hill yes and I'm not able to get any rewards and that can be super disheartening as an artist and then impact how you feel about going back into the studio so just like the framework is holistic it actually reflects what the artist's life is because it's a very holistic cycle we get impacted by this how confident how competent how successful we're feeling at every stage and that fuels our kind of energy and enthusiasm to keep going. Yeah, and I like to look at that whole three pillars that I just talked about, which is the Mm -hmm. authentic core, inspiration to creation, and the profit systems. All of that together is this really rich compost of material that you have to work with. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things um, that I love to think about is like when you plant a tree And you're going to put it in a tiny pot. You don't really give it really good soil. (laughs) Or you give it super rich soil. You give it this super big pot. And it's going to grow so much bigger, so much taller. Might take a little bit longer to grow, but it's so much stronger and so much taller. Because once it's really going great guns, it's just going to go. The other thing I wanted to talk about just briefly is that there's a bit of a key that we have. Think of a car key that you're going to get with this framework. That's really one of the important things that we have, which is this creative brief. So I want you to imagine that what we just talked about is their destinations that you're stopping at along the way, but you need a car to get in so that you can go to these destinations. The key that we give you really is this creative brief system that we have that really is like getting into a car and saying, here's some destinations to stop at and to check into so that you can find the answers that you're looking for and have this discovery process. So I don't know if the key car analogy is translating back because you know what the creative brief process is. What the creative brief does, like it gives you... um a way to keep traveling day yes. to day, week to week, month to month. Because that's the other piece. As I said, this somewhere at the beginning, 
there's a lot of aspects to this and a lot of it, you know, we've covered over multiple, multiple episodes of the podcast because there are a lot of things we talk about, so many levels. So there's having this framework, which is a way that you are able to look at the world around you, look within yourself and generate your own answers, which are going to be, it's going to be super sustainable, super rewarding. And then there's also the showing up and doing this work and making this effort day to day, week to week, month to month, even through, you know, setbacks, disappointments, things maybe not working out the way that you wanted. And so, yeah, the creative brief system that you have is a way of staying on track, of having some clarity and making it manageable as well. Like we've said that a couple of times, it can maybe seem like having this overarching framework may seem overwhelming. That's kind of what the creative brief does, doesn't it? It kind of breaks it down into, okay, what am I focusing on now? Why am I doing that? What's the next step? It is a key to it. It makes the whole to extend that analogy, it makes the whole journey manageable. And to support that, I think one of the things that I found um, by helping artists was that sometimes they were asking questions that didn't really matter at that stage. They just needed Mm. to kind of do this first. So we really are looking at breaking down the process in a way that doesn't make you think of 30 steps down the road that you don't even need to worry about right now. And the other part, again, is... I really believe that mindset and the way that we view the world and and the beliefs have so much to do with the tangled web that we have with this creative process and as entrepreneurs. To not tackle that and address that through this process too would be a bit of a miss because I think, again, we don't always know our blocks. We don't know why Mm -hmm. we have fears. We don't know why we're avoiding the studio. We don't know why these things are happening. And so somehow being able to look at those at the same time, when we can do that and dismantle beliefs, like I've seen this with you back um, and other people, which gets, that's why I get so fired up because I'm like, look at this. We are unstoppable when we can do this. Like we literally are unstoppable. I know for a fact that you are, I think, Michelle, you are like a transformation junkie. You just love (laughs) seeing transformation happen in other people and I think that's why you're so passionate about um, not just making this knowledge that you have available but also doing it in a way where you can be there side by side with people while (laughs) it happens you don't just want to sell a course and like have people go away and work this out you're like I want to be there in the trenches with you I want to like talk it out let's get Let's make the transformation happen, I think, because you just love seeing that happen in the artist. It gives me great joy to see people open up in a way that they've been looking for, as well as in a way that surprises us both, you know, because it is one of those things that is surprising. I surprise myself all the time. I've seen surprise another artist. And I think that although we sound like all this you know, framework sounds so big and huge, yeah. but we really break it down so we can focus on the good stuff, the fun, yeah, and yeah. constantly remind ourselves why we're doing this in the first place to really have as much fun in the studio as possible because otherwise, what are we doing it for? Exactly. But it's just occurred to me because talking about how important the mindset 
aspect is, which it really is. And it strikes me that we talk about the difference between the growth mindset and the fixed mindset and the growth mindset being always open and looking for new opportunities and adapting to changes, not trying to control and expect that things are going to stay the same. And it's just struck me because although we've talked about how important mindset is, I think the entire framework, like your entire teaching and systems and everything we've talked about is really built on this idea of a growth mindset. And that's why the framework is so overarching. That's why it is about iteration and, and about continually growing because it is, it is basically kind of like a jungle gym for having a growth mindset about being an artist, completely rejecting the idea that anything can be entirely fixed. So it's really a giving the tools that, that equip you to be in the reality of the world that we're in, which is one which is changing, which has lots of opportunities for growth and in fact can be really disheartening to someone who is trying to hang on to a fixed process or a fixed point of view. I think a lot of the joy that comes that you talk about finding more joy and finding not just in the studio but finding joy in this in this entire creative cycle that we're talking about which encompasses who you are as a person all the way through to selling and and the profit systems aspect finding joy in that entire process I think can come when you can let go of those fixed ideas and those fixed approaches yeah and that's why I say it's the gift that keeps giving as you can tell we're actually both passionate and really excited about the transformational opportunities that artists can have working through this framework and we would like to invite you to follow that link in the show notes jump on the list because the invitation will be going out tomorrow as we said it's going to be a very short opening period because we're really looking for artists who are excited and committed and ready to get into this growth mindset that we just talked about and start embracing a really professional approach, a really rewarding, authentic and successful way of being an artist in the world. So it's in the show notes. The link is there. Come sign up and you'll get the invitation. And so that way, even if you just want to have a read through the material, it's going to give you the opportunity to read a bit more about the framework, more about what we've talked about today. And the other thing I have to say is it's super reasonably priced. <laughs> a lot of teaching, a lot of opportunity for learning and growth at a really manageable cost, which is another big thing because I know, Michelle, you're a transformation junkie and you really want to make this available as an experience to as many artists who are ready to step up to that, who are ready to commit. The important thing is that they bring <laughs> they bring the commitment to really... Yes to get into this framework because that's where the rewards are and um, we'd love to see you there. Yeah, we're waiting on the other side. 